Gentlemen, boys and girls, alcoholics of all ages, welcome to the 8th episode of These Walls Could Talk. I'm your host and resident alcoholic, Dougie Fresh. Go grab a snack, juice or pop, or as I like to call it, the champagne of waters, Perrier. We'll get the show on the road shortly. Sit back, hang tight. I've been stitching up my mind, I've been trying not to hold back Uh, thank you. That was Tread on Me by Matt Mason to start off this evening's podcast. Just to let you know, each week I'll be playing a song from my sober playlist on Spotify, which includes songs just like that one that I found inspirational along my road to recovery. But to be totally honest with you, this week that song was chosen by our guest, but we'll get to her in a second. I'd like to remind everyone listening tonight, wherever you are in the world, that I do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous and neither do any of my guests. We are simply sharing our experience, strength, and hope in the hope that it reaches the practicing and still suffering alcoholic. If you need to talk to somebody and it's urgent, please don't hesitate to contact AA's head office wherever you are. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day so far. I know I am. Now let's get the show started. Question. Do you have to be comfortable to be successful? Or... Can you be successful in an uncomfortable situation? Deep thoughts tonight. (laughs) The reason I ask it is because I wonder if the normies feel that the only comfortable AAers will be successful in this program. But what is comfortable? Does it mean having a nice house? Does it mean having a huge flat screen TV and a fridge full of food? Does it mean having an Audi in the driveway, two kids, dog, and a cat? Does it mean being married? Again, what is comfortable? The reason I'm having this debate tonight is because of a quote I heard recently. You don't grow in comfort. Is success growth then? And can I only grow if I am placed in an uncomfortable situation? Obviously, my road to sobriety has been more uncomfortable situations with many twists and turns. But did I grow? Before I can answer that, we must go to the source tonight. 
and hear their story. How are you doing tonight, Alicia? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I'm, I'm glad we were able to do this tonight. Um, could you tell, talk to the listening audience and tell, the, tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself? Let us, let us get to know you a little bit more. All right. Well, I'm currently in my 34th year of age. (laughs) (laughs) I am just over 400 days sober. Thursday. Nice. Yeah. Last Thursday was 400 days. Good for you. Um, It's been quite a journey. That's for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I would start off with Drinking in my early teens, coming from a small town, it was kind of just the thing you did. Mm-hmm. Um, having a couple alcoholic, well, I had one alcoholic parent who's now been sober for over 20 years. But, you know, growing up, you still don't think that you're going to become that person. Um, and then probably became a closet alcoholic in my 20s, but not really willing to admit it with the binge drinking on the weekend and just doing the whole party life thing going to college and became the party girl, the fun girl that everyone wants to hang out with, but no one hangs out with sober kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then around my 25th year of life, (laughs) (laughs) I started my career and hangovers really started to suck then. So I kind of actually took a step back and focused on my job more, still doing the weekend thing, but I wouldn't say it was detrimental to my life by any means Mm -hmm. and then came the toxic relationship um it didn't start off toxic the first couple years everything was fine and then we did the whole break up get back together kind of vibe for too long probably just as long as we were apart and then in that time I was slowly losing my friends just as like that happens in life. You know, everyone starts to get married and kind of go on their own ways after college and university. Uh, As that happens, friends start slowly dying off. The party life simmers down or you go harder, which is kind of where I ended up. Um, I was introduced to Coke from this ex of mine and then it was a pretty much a slippery slope from there. Being alone without community, I find myself I found myself resorting to him and then in that time uh I realized that I didn't have any friends, so I returned I kept coming back. Even though I tried dating other people, it just it was a situation where I thought he was my soulmate, and now I know that, like, when you get butterflies in your stomach towards someone, it's usually your body being, like, run away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then we ended up moving in together, probably 2018, and things just spiraled out of control. Like, then it became a habit where we would do uh, drinking and drugs every weekend, probably Thursday through Sunday, and try to function Monday to Wednesday and then do it all over again. Constant battles. In the end, I ended up also becoming verbally abusive and physically abusive. We both were. Uh, The cops were called multiple times. And the breaking point was, like, my cousin's wedding, I'd say, where it became evident to my whole family that there was a problem. Mm. Um, I was blackout drunk and just like lashed out at everyone, made a huge, huge scene. 
essentially got kicked out, but it was in a field kind of, so I couldn't really go anywhere except for like the sidelines essentially. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then after that, uh, the police were called one more time and I was asked to remove or to be removed from the premises. So I ended up moving in with my sister and everything starts to calm down. Um, there's no longer the feelings of living in hell. Uh, I have a good support system. I'm surrounded by happy, healthy people. I don't think they know how much they did for me in the beginning, but I was still drinking up until... So I moved in there in August 2019 and still drank probably too much, but not so much that it was still affecting my daily life. Definitely wasn't doing drugs as much, but still was. Still going back and seeing my ex. And then, like, I would be hanging out with my sister and my niece and nephew and just realizing, like, I'm looking down at the beer in my hand being like, what am I doing? Knowing that every night I drink, I don't remember. Mm. And I also was smoking cigarettes at that time. Um, I swore as a child I would never end up smoking cigarettes because I grew up with it with my parents smoking in the house. And it's just disgusting, right? Like everything's all filmy and like you don't even know you smell when you smoke, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And that was kind of like the beginning, I guess, without even me knowing it. And then um, December 26th, Boxing Day, I was talking to a friend and I was telling them that I had been trying to quit for over a week and they were like, oh, I'm really proud of you. And I was like, huh. And like just hearing that word proud, it was like something I've always strived to do, like working in a male-dominated field. Like I've always, I've always been seeking my father's approval, I guess, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, damn, like, you're proud of me for doing that? And I was like, I guess it had a, la a longer lasting effect than I ever would have thought because here I am now. So then January 1st, I finished my last bottle of alcohol and my first day of sobriety started January 2nd, my first, like, 24 hours. And uh, in that time, <clears throat> sorry. I ended up doing a lot of research on, like, narcissism, gaslighting, borderline personality disorder, and trying to understand where I was coming from and how I got there, because I always imagined myself as a strong person, but clearly I, I wasn't what I thought. And then, yeah, looking for communities online, um, found a lot of resources there and just became accountable, essentially. Mm. Yeah. And now I'm doing the whole Instagram thing where I kind of want to be a resource for resources, not necessarily a sober coach, but provide people with um, the resources that I may have needed had I relapsed or anything, which I didn't because um, it would just bring me back to that place so quickly. I know that's a slippery slope and like, you know what they say, you can never have, Oh, what's that saying where it's like one's not enough and the thousands too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that if I ever touch alcohol again, like that, that will be the end of my life. Mm. And that may brings me to today. 
Mm. Um, just thriving. Like, life's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, um, I, I, I follow you on Instagram and, um, and I, I pay attention to a lot of stuff you're doing. And, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, being a resource to, to a lot of people in an outlet. Um, you know, I can honestly say that you're doing that and, uh, you know, you're doing a fantastic job and, you know, I, I know, um, you know, we've never met in person, but, uh, you know, you should be proud of the person you're becoming and, and be proud of who you are today because, uh, you're probably helping a lot of people out there that are, are just like you and struggling, you know, so, so kudos to you. Thank you. I mean, that's the whole plan is to help people that are just starting. I know that like, I know I turned to Instagram, which shocked me for sobriety because you can be as anonymous as you want. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's like the most pivotal point. Yeah. It's just so welcoming too. Yeah. And it's, and it's all about that, right? It's all about reaching out and helping the next person, you know? Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Good for you. Um, so, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, the quote that you said to me, um, you know, because this is a quote podcast and, uh, you know, um, you said you don't grow in comfort. Um, can you explain to the audience a little bit uh, what you meant by that? So even what is the simplest idea of it is even when you're trying to get stronger, your muscles have to break, right? Mm. And it's just when you look at it that simply, like you're never going to grow if you're comfortable because you're not pushing boundaries. You're not seeing how far you can go if you're always comfortable. Mm-hmm. And like even doing Instagram lives and everything, like even right now, like I'm sweating profusely, like <laughs> I'm so nervous, like at every time, like I'm just like, I'm going to stutter, I'm going to make up words sometimes, like it's just going to be ridiculous, but it's all learning and it's all for the betterment of everyone, like to provide these resources and to improve myself. Um and physical activity has been a huge part of my recovery as well. And so just like simplifying that statement as easily as I can to building muscle. And then like, so you're also building your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So you're strengthening it every day by doing whatever regime you have or uh, rituals consistently over time. Wow. That's, uh, that's very well put. Um, you know, I never thought about it like that, you know, when, when I was thinking about that and, uh, thinking about what to say tonight, I, I never didn't think about, you know, breaking new muscles and, and, um, you know, building new ones, you know, that's, uh, that's a good way of putting it. Um, listen, Alicia, I'd like to, uh, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Um, you know, I really enjoyed what you had to say today and, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to help somebody with, with this, uh, with this, you know, so thank you so much again. Um, you have a great and fantastic night and, um, you know, I'll see you on Instagram. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Awesome. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was uh that was a really good story. Um, you know, I want to thank uh, Alicia again for joining me today and sharing her experience, strength, and hope with myself and you, the listeners. Um, you know, at the end of the day, why would anyone want to grow? In, why would anyone want to be uncomfortable? I mean, come on. Why would anyone put themselves in an uncomfortable situation if they had a choice? 
But did we have a choice? To go to an answer for that is always allowed yes. People around us tell us we choose to drink. We choose to hurt ourselves. We choose. We choose. We choose. Okay, but consider this. Was the choice taken from us by an unrelated disease? Did our minds trick us into thinking that we're comfortable in life? Was allowing us, encouraging us to drink more, to use more? Really, if I'm being honest, my uncomfortable situations began the day I admitted I had a problem and I sought help. That's when life became uncomfortable, because I had to face reality, and there was where it was and what I had said and what I had done. Uncomfortable, but growth. Facing the ones I had treated badly, facing myself, allowing me to grow as an individual. It had to be uncomfortable for me to to, to move forward. So again, my original question, do you have to be comfortable to be successful? My answer is no. Being comfortable fools us into not trying, not preserving, or persevering, sorry, when times are hard. Being comfortable makes it too easy to run and hide from our problems. American President Calvin Coolidge once said, All growth depends on activity. There is no development physically or in, in or effort that effort works. Comfortable can lead to self-absorption, boredom, discontent. You can either be comfortable or stagnant or stretch yourself, being uncomfortable and grow. And weren't we self-absorbed? Weren't we bored and discontent? Weren't we stag- stagnant? We can be comfortable. We can we were unable to grow. In our comfort zone, at the end of the day, if you feel uncomfortable, you're doing something right. You have to find the courage, awareness, and understanding that allows you to see the problems and hurdles for what they really are. Uncomfortable situations that allow opportunities for growth and learning. You can honestly tell you that when I first entered AA, sitting around a table with 30 to 40 strangers talking about my problems was very uncomfortable. But I realized today it's what I needed to grow. I'd like to thank everybody for listening today. This has been the eighth episode of If These Walls Could Talk. I want to wish everybody a fantastic day. Peace and love from the Great White North. Take us out, Matt Meeson. If you're looking down on me, I could really give a good goddamn. A lot of miles out of folds, I'm still finding out who I am. A lot of miles out of folds, I'm still finding out who I am. And every time it's my fault somehow, now I know why you don't trust me now. Every time it's my fault somehow.